everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald, and we are thrilled today to bring you a very special interview with Kevin Gowney from KJ Shepherds, and uh, you're going to really like what you have to hear today. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm glad you called. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'd love to start off by just introducing you to everybody out there who is listening. So if you could, could you give us just a little bit of background on you and, and KJ Shepherds? Well, certainly. Um, my wife and I have both been involved in 4-H. We're getting to the age where we can't really train horses anymore. And we uh, use a similar techniques on dogs. And we've brought um, a good line of dogs together that um, are making wonderful service dogs. Okay. So you guys were you were involved in training horses for 4-H? Yeah, we were in 4-H. Um, we went to state fairs. Um, we showed at state. And then uh, I went to the American Quarter Horse association and um as a youth and represented the state of washington at the world championships um i represented the state of new york at the world championships um one trainer of the year in 93 in the state of new york um i just i can't ride no more mm-hmm. so um i do natural. i used to do natural horsemanship so the same techniques basically work on any animal, whether I'm training an elephant or a tiger okay. or a child or a person. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, well, yeah, what, what the concept is, is if they don't understand what we're trying to teach them, we break it down and make it simpler mm-hmm. for them to understand. And so that's how KJ Shepherds was born. Yeah. Um, we decided to um, start breeding and we ended up with some phenomenal lines. Our male is actually related to Ren Tin Tin. Really? His great grandpa was Vaughn Ren Tin Tin. And um, we would breed them if they weren't throwing such good animals, well minded animals. They're very good family dogs, very good service dogs, and they make very good protection. Mm-hmm. So you get a, a very well rounded animal. And right now, we literally have dogs all over the world. And um, we've got dogs in law enforcement, military, but we mainly concentrate now on our vets. You couldn't offer me $100,000 a dog. It would make me feel any better inside when I donate a dog to a veteran or sell one. Ren Tin Tin was obviously a German Shepherd, and you're KJ Shepherd, so I'm assuming you're raising exclusively German Shepherds? Yes. But um, we also have arrangements with a couple of dog rescues, one in Boise, um, where we, they will donate us a dog, and we will train it and donate it to a veteran. So it's not just our dogs. I do one litter a year. Okay. And, um, but we're getting such a calling um, for what we do that we uh, went to a couple of different dog rescues and talked with them and made arrangements where they would they would donate them for free. Okay. And we'll, and so it's not just our dogs. Got it. Okay. So when you get a dog donated, do you, are they sometimes donated to you where they've got, uh, you know, they've got maybe some personality characteristics or something like that, that that have to be taken out of them. Maybe they've been biting or growling or something like that. Absolutely. Um, you never know what we get. We've got 
we uh, had a dog that was five months old, a German Shepherd, and um, he had a bit of a biting issue as a puppy. And um, but now he's seven, almost eight months old, and he's just phenomenal. Just crazy around. He's around. He can go around kids and and people, and he's just a big lover now. Hmm. Okay. Well, where are you guys located? We're in Caldwell. Okay. And called well. And then when did you make this transition? When did KJ Shepherds begin? Well, um, we started breeding many years ago, but in the last few years, we decided to um, come up with a name and kind of really uh, try to get out there more and advertise and show people what we do. Uh-huh. And uh, so, I don't know, last three years um we put the program together and i've got uh i started building a military style agility course and uh what i'd like to set up is for veterans to come and compete with their dogs and uh i'm going to set it up where it's wheelchair accessible Mm -hmm. and um with an agility course Okay. And it gets the veterans out of the house, you know, and gets their minds going, and they have fun. Okay. Now, um, I was hoping to have it done this year, but uh, it looks like uh, it's only about a third of the way, but I'll have it finished next summer. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like your projects run kind of like mine. I've got projects. I'm, uh, I'm on phase five of a one-year plan right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, it's, it's been a little slow. I just had a shoulder replacement, and then oh um, man, okay. And then two and a half months after I had my shoulder replaced, um, I brought in a dog uh, belongs to a marine medic out of Seattle. Uh, the dog came back with PTSD and anxiety real bad. Okay. And um, we ended up having an incident. I usually tied her off to my belt, and I'd work her left-handed. And about eight weeks into training, this dog went from wanting to kill everything to just being a lover. And um, I walked out to the end of the driveway, and I told myself to tie off to her, you know, tie off the leash to my belt, uh-huh. and I didn't. And this older gentleman walked by with an old dog, and she started to act up a little bit, but I shut her down. And I took the leash and stuck it in my right hand and went to pet her and console her, and she lunged for that other dog. Well, uh-huh. I can't let go. And I had my arm uh, out of the sling, so <laughs> yeah. So my shoulder's a little, uh, a little off right now. Okay. So I'm a little behind on finishing my course, my you, agility course. Your your reasons are a lot better than mine, Kevin. I got to tell you, your, your reasons <laughs> for delays are significantly better than mine. Now you you had mentioned being involved with veterans and service members. Tell me about this. Where was the you know what's the genesis of this? How did this begin? Well. I guess it's I, I, it's hard to say. Uh, I'm an Army brat for one. I wanted to go into the military at a very young age, but I hit a guardrail at 100 miles an hour in my race car when I was 16. So that ended me going into a military career. Okay. My father was my father was Army, and I got to blame some of this on John Wayne. Cause I watched a lot of John Wayne <laughs> movies growing up, you know. And um, it's kind of our way of giving back to our veterans. Okay. And. And the more people we can inspire to do what we're doing, the better. Mm-hmm. Because we feel that there's not enough for our veterans. We feel that we shouldn't have any homeless veterans. And um, 
we just, you know, want to do our part and we want to inspire other people. Sure. Well, I think it's wonderful uh, what you're doing, and and I think you're right, man. If you could inspire more people to take up the the mantle of doing that in one way or another, I think it's it's absolutely needed in our country. Can you can you describe to us what it encompasses? So, what do you and your wife do to to give back? To get by? No, no, no. To give back. You know, what are you doing? Oh, to give back. To, to work with veterans and, and service members and uh, to help them out. What are we doing? Well, we we like to do demonstrations for our veterans. Um, I've got one for disabled vets on the tent, and um, we we want to just help everyone we can. And we're not a tax exempt business or anything like that. We don't get nothing for it. It's just from our hearts giving back. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like I was telling you, I've had. Well, four surgeries in the last five years. I've had 11 all together. I got four more to go. So it's just Miss Jill working. And being that we deal mainly with veterans and we give them such a discount, we, we barely get by, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we said, like I said, we don't, we're not, we're not a tax, a tax exempt. We don't, uh, take in donations or stuff like that. Um, I had uh, VFW here in Caldwell ask me, well, hey, can $2,000 help you? And I was like, well, um, I'm not looking for money. Um, yeah, $2,000 would help us build our agility course, but I would rather you show up with a truckload of wood and, and some veterans and <laughs> let's put, you know, finish putting it together. Sure. I don't want the money. I said, give, give the money to a veteran. They said, well, no, this is funds that are raised, you know, to help veterans and you're helping veterans. I, I said, I know, but that's not what I'm, you know, that's not what I'm doing this. I'm doing this because we want to give back to our veterans. It's our part. And I said, if you want to show up with $2,000 of the lumber, show up, you know, and some screws and drills and let's finish the course. Sure. But, um, and you know, like I said, the more people we can inspire, like, um, we get calls for stud service from our males. Uh huh. And they ask me, well, what what would you charge? And I tell them, well, you donate a pup to us, and we'll train it, and we'll donate it to a veteran. Okay. And um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And so how many many dogs do you donate to veterans, uh, I guess, on an annual basis? Well, it was supposed to start out as one. And then, uh, then uh, one a year, and then we were going to do two a year. And now, um, I couldn't tell you how many I've donated, uh, this year, uh, four maybe. Okay. All right. And they will, and they're, um, it's the, the dog, the price of the dog is donated. And then we train that dog for free on our donated dogs. Okay. And for whatever needs that they need, like, um, you'll see on our website, it'll be posted today. We donated a pup to, um, a, a Marine who is paralyzed from the chest down. Okay. And he needs something to help him pick stuff up and just, you know, be a, a good friend to him and be protection in his house. So the dog the pup was donated to him day before yesterday. And he's going through a bonding process with the dog 
for about a week and then the dog will come back here and we will start training. Um, I start my dogs very young. They have great minds. Um, I can start my pups at five and a half weeks on low level agility. Okay. I mean, they're just, they're, they catch on very quick. We breed for the minds and the health. Okay. And so you, in addition to donating donating dogs to veterans, you're also selling dogs to veterans at a deep discount, correct? Yes. It's for, like I said, we do, we sell maybe two or three dogs a year to uh, public. And to our veterans, you know, um, we do a third of that price. Okay. Okay. So um, we basically, because we when we wean the pups, um, we put them on goat's milk, um, raw egg, uh, a little bit of honey, so and the best food that you can buy. So by the time we sell the pup to a veteran and the training, we maybe might break even. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a it's not a a, a money business. Sure. Um, it's it's uh, it's a hobby and the kindness of our hearts. You know, we just. Sure. Um, well, so tell me how, you know, how do, how does a dog like this as a companion, um, how is it, how is it mutually beneficial for uh, somebody who's, you know, been in, in the military and, and been in a combat zone and come back and they're kind of carrying that baggage for all the rest of us? How do the dogs help them out? Well, you know, for, um, for like non-physical medical needs, for like the companionship mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, any animal helps you take your mind off of what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But dogs are a pack animal. And they understand and express themselves different than other animals. So having a dog um, is, is beneficial in so many different ways. Because they sense things and they express things so much differently than uh, other animals. Mm-hmm. So that that intuition, I guess, or that instinct that the dogs have, they can they can pick up on that with their with their owner. And if if somebody's having a hard time or something like that, the dog can kind of be there for them. Yes. Well, with my dog, with my service animal, um, I've trained her when I'm having a bad day and anxiety, where I, she jumps in my lap with a ball. Um, and licks my face. I allow her to lick my face because it breaks that monotony that I have going on in my mind. And it takes my mind off of what I'm thinking about and in a happy kind of way. And she senses when I'm having a bad time. Okay. And that, that helps me train dogs for veterans that have PTSD and anxiety because okay. I suffer from it. Sure. From my past. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, some people don't like their dog licking them in the face, but, uh, you know, when I'm having a bad day and that dog jumps in my lap all excited and loves on me, it's it's priceless. Sure. Absolutely. And that's great. So when, you, when you're training uh, these dogs, what, what are you training them to do or training them for uh, so that they will be able to help uh, other people the way they help you? Well, um, I try to expose them to everything, whether they, they like the agility course, mm-hmm. um, whether they ever do agility or not, it helps build the 
confidence up in the dog, builds a relationship and a trust up with you and the dog. So teaching them multiple things and exposing them to uh, as much as you can just makes them a great dog. Okay. Um, now, when you're training for certain medical needs, like if I'm, if I'm training a dog that somebody, say, has seizures or panic attacks, um, you train, when you train that dog in public, you don't want nobody distracting the animal because that animal has to pay attention to that person. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, has, it has to, you know, it cannot be distracted. So when I go to the stores and stuff, I take the pups and people ask, hey, can I pet your dog? And sometimes, depending on what level of training it is, I will tell them no, but I will also ask them to try. And that way I can teach a dog to back away in a calm manner and do a job and pay attention to the person that has the need. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So the dog will actually refuse the, the affection of somebody else so they can stay focused solely on their owner. Absolutely. But then I have um, have a lady that suffers from anxiety really bad, and she works for a dealership. And um, she wants to be able to take the dog to the store. Okay. Or, you know, to the dealership while she's working and be her support when she's having anxiety. And so this dog has to be very socialized. So when I go to the store with her and somebody asks to pet, I absolutely love on her, you know, pet her, um, scratch her ears. Um, so somebody like that, um, you know, yes, she has to be trained to pay attention to her, but she also has to be very social because she's in, you know, in a public place all day long with multiple people walking around, strange mm-hmm. people. Yeah, got it. So she's going to be around a lot of different people. And uh, you're right. Some people are really good about saying, can I pet your dog? Other people just walk up and assume it's okay. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. What, you know, for the general public listening, when they see somebody with a dog or with the service dog, you know, if the dog's been identified that way, what is the right protocol for folks so they don't uh, they don't mess something up? Always, always ask. Okay. Always ask whether the dog, because some people will not tag their dog, you know, service dog, mm-hmm. please don't touch. Um, they'll just have a regular collar on them. So always, always ask. Some people say, yes, my service dog, being that I wanted to start her in search and rescue, but I physically can't run around the mountains anymore you okay. know, looking for people. Sure. I made her very social, so I had everybody touch her. Okay. Got it. Well, so over the years that you've been doing this, have has there been a, a donation that you've given to a veteran or a service member where they've come back and they've said something like, man, this makes all the difference, thank you so much, or, or something like that? Every one of them. And it makes me feel so good inside. You know, when I, like, we donated or we sold a pup to uh, an airborne guy, and he, uh, he got... Uh, blown up by an IED. Mm-hmm. He has shrapnel in his legs and his hips. He's had his hip replaced. And he's going through a little bit of a hard time. And when he called me up yesterday and me and the sound in his voice and the excitement because I talked for weeks prior mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've seen his, his moods and everything. 
and the sounds in his voice. And I never heard it until last night when he called me up and was thanking me what enjoyment this dog has brought to his life. That's great. Like I said, you couldn't offer me $100,000 a pup that would make me feel any better. Yeah. A phone call like that. Yeah, it's really not just about money, is it? No, I'm. If it was, I. <laughs> if it was, I'd be in a better position than I than I'm in. <laughs> I understand. Um, no, I, there's a lot of intrinsic reward. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I, there's purpose in what you're doing, and and there's really, uh, you know, you can make money with purpose. You cannot make money with purpose, but you can fulfill your life and have a great life doing what it is you're meant to do. Yeah, um, and again, it's our way of giving back. Sure. Um, and again, if we can inspire more people, um, the better. That is great. Well, let's do this. So, Kevin, if somebody listening, if they would, if they're interested, they want to, they want to talk with you about dogs. They want to help you give dogs to veterans, whatever it may be. How would you want somebody to go about finding you and contacting you? They can go on our website on uh, Facebook. Okay. And uh, go under K K J Shepherds and Caldwell. I'll answer any questions. Um, I'll work with uh, anybody. Um, okay. If it has anything to do with a, a positive forward to helping a veteran, I'm all for it. That's great. And so that's going to be your Facebook page, correct? Correct. That is great. KJ Shepherds in Caldwell, Washington, in Caldwell uh, Idaho. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been great. I'm so happy that you're out there, Kevin, and uh, and really, really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for coming on and, and sharing this with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for being here, everybody. And, of course, special thanks to Kevin Gowdy and his wife at KJ Shepherds for all they are doing for our local community, for veterans and for service members. And hey, as always, enjoy your Western lifestyle, your country lifestyle, however you define it. Have a great day.